change jobs every two years. So And to your point as well, back to the DEI conversation, maybe for that particular leader, like you said, they did not want to change titles and or roles or or responsibilities too much because of their own diversity elements, which is their personal desires, their situation, their kids, their spouse, whatever other responsibilities. And then probably a secondary question you would say is, was that by choice due to other outside factors? Or do you believe during your tenure here, there's been a lack of internal mobility opportunities? Right. Um, Next question is, Tell me about the other person. Tell me about another person on your team that is most different from you. I love that one as well. And with that, I'm sure you already know, I want to hear how they speak about someone who is opposite of them. And like, are they speaking with them, speaking about them in with respect or acknowledgement of their gifts, of their different approach? Or is it a, this is a thorn in my side? Yeah. Um, so I want to hear what is said, like what makes them different, because that tells me about you, tells me about what's the opposite and how you receive that person. Yep. What would, what would be a secondary question? Let me give. So let me do a little role play here. So if they if they give you a positive spin and say, um, if they say something like, you know, Derek super straightforward, you know, super direct, straightforward, brings so much enthusiasm to the work, to the work, you know, to the, to the workforce for my team. And I'm completely opposite, but I appreciate that because it gives myself and the team members more energy in meetings, innovation, all those other things. How would you then ask a secondary level question to try to give the candidate more understanding? I would probably, I would say, you know, can you provide an example of the difference and how it worked to support, enhance, you know, particular thing with a client or a customer. And then, and then I would even also go another level deep. And I've done this in other videos where I say, I do a call out. And that's a big thing too. The, the clients love if you do a call out to the candidate. So, and what I mean oh, by I that. I think I saw you do that in one of the mm-hmm. videos. And my, my, the candidates would want to know, is that what you mean when you say that? Like uh, you're putting yourself in the candidate's position? A little bit. But in this particular example, you could do a call out to the candidate where you could do a situation where you're like, you know, candidate, if you're listening, if you are someone very similar to the, to the description and the breakdown that we just gave here, my gut is telling me da 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 And then you could go back to the hiring manager and say... You know, if there if if there's a candidate watching this right now that is very similar in that enthusiastic, you know, innovation style, how do they best show show you that energy in their first ninety days? Because maybe they want they don't want to step on any toes. Maybe they don't want to show up with too much energy. You know, are you someone that appreciates that energy from the get go? Do they have to build a little bit of trust and rapport with the team first? How do you handle them jumping in head first or do you like them to dip their toes a bit in? And if so, what does that look like? You know, something like that to just keep, I want to, because then at that point, an applicant's listening, like I'm exactly like that. And thank you, Tracy, for telling me exactly how I can dive head in. Thank you for giving me the green light to be able to dive head in. Cause you asked them that question. And they said, yes. And now I know exactly how to dive in 
and I he, and he gave me a little bit of an example of how to not dive in and okay. when and because maybe hey you know what over the next three months I really appreciate people like that but right now is not the right time mm-hmm. you know what I mean you want to be able to get that information out so the applicant because that's where our clients really care about us and love us is because we're then helping the new hires ramp up and get aligned with the teams faster. Because if that new hire already knows how to dive in, bring innovations and energy to the company, that's going to really support the energy of that, of that leader, that leader and that new hire are going to mesh immediately because you're giving them a little bit of a cheat code, but you're also not because that new hire potentially could not be like that. And that would say, you know what? If they're looking for someone that's going to bring a lot of new energy to the table, and that's usually who they work best with, that's just not me, you know. So, uh, let's see. I would love to know more. Um, okay, this is like a two-part question. Okay. So first part is, I would love to know more about your diversity and inclusion um, efforts and programs. Um, and do you have any employee resource groups? Mm-hmm. That's one version of the question. The second part of it is, can you tell me about any initiatives that you have seen that make this company or department a more inclusive space? I love the both of them. I think we have questions that look a little bit like that, but I like the way that you phrase those a lot better. Um, I think that made me think of something. I'm, I'm, I'm already losing it. That made me think of... Um, it made me think of this question, like... I'm interested to know from a department leader, how often do you collaborate, work with, or communicate with those, you know, employee, you know, those ERG leaders? You know, how do, you know, what's been your experience working with them thus far? You know, things like that. I kind of want to, I kind of want to see if they just let the HR people and the people, people, be to themselves or do they really as a leader of this department kind of get into the muck and and get involved a bit you know um you got one more maybe i don't want to i don't want to lose this yeah yeah um and i can't i don't think i said this already but stop me if i have if there was one area of improvement or one thing that this company could do to make the day the day-to-day lives better for its employees at um at your level wait let me rephrase that yeah if there was one area of improvement or one thing that the company could do to make the day-to-day lives of its employees better, what would it be? Um, and specifically asking for people at your level or above, like, you know, so the leaders are making the change. So if there was something I as a leader could do to make the lives of my employees better, what would I do? Yeah. The day-to-day lives better. Yeah. Yeah. The day-to-day. All right, let me try to give you like an answer that would be in the middle. I want to see how you would do this. So maybe they say, maybe they say, I would work on understanding their ideas a bit more because I have a team right now that's been, that's been pushing me a lot to, to, to change some things up and innovate a bit and I can admit it. I've been a little bit, you know, selfish with the ideas and we've been doing what I personally think is best. But I think I would live into their innovation desire a bit more. Um, and I think that would bring a little bit more energy to the company and to the department. How would you how would you kind of give a secondary? Uh, 
my secondary follow-up, because I have two, would be how, how would that make their day-to-day lives better? I think just based off the energy they've showed us, um, they've been bringing a lot of questions and new ideas to the table. And every time they do, it seems like they're pretty happy and enthusiastic and excited to do so. So I'm assuming their engagement would spike due to the fact that they now can ask really interesting questions and insight and bring new ideas to the table. So speaking as the candidate, I would want to know what's stopping you from doing that now? That's a good question. Um, I think a couple things. Um, maybe if I'm being honest, lack of desire and, and ego potentially. Um, but if I were to give an answer that I think is a little bit more realistic, you know, we've been super busy as a department, you know, we've been going through a lot of changes and I'll be frank, I think we just needed to get our heads down and get our processes and, and get some, you know, get some shit done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, versus taking in a new, you know, a, you know, a whole, a whole bunch of new ideas that could, that could throw us off of our, our heads down focus right now. So if the candidate interviewing with you is brimming with new ideas um, and excitement um, to bring a fresh perspective, is this the place for them? I think it will be the place in four months. But right now, I think we're just fine tuning some things and I would prefer no new ideas right now. So for four months, you would prefer no new ideas. So someone who's brimming with excitement this might not be the best opportunity for them if they want those new ideas to be presented within four months. And here's where they would give like an in-between, <clears throat> an in-between answer. They would probably say, we definitely welcome those folks and uh, I will do the best that I can to hear those new ideas and be very clear with them on the timeline and when those new ideas will be you know, relevant. Depending on how they answer, I probably cut it off there. Yeah, cut it off because I think they said because they're about they're about to send them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've given they've given enough. Um, Those are are all the questions I came up with. 